Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. If you have not subscribed to Blaze TV, go to blazetv.com slash Chad, use promo code Chad, and save on an annual subscription. I do not want you to miss tomorrow night's overtime with my friend Riaz Patel. Uh, you saw Tuesday's episode, our debate. We continue that on with some pretty in-depth conversation. And I want you to watch that. We've got a number of great conversations coming up in the days ahead, and I want you to not miss any of them. So uh, you can only get them if you are a subscriber to Blaze TV. Also, as a subscriber, you are now, uh, you have access to the all-new TheBlaze.com, which is we flipped the script on the tech overlords. We've now gotten rid of all of the ads, no more of the pop-ups that are, that, you know, just inundate you when you go to these news sites. And we don't have to get censored anymore or demonetized or have anyone tell us that it's fake news. When we tell you that there's something there on Hunter's, Hunter Biden's laptop, uh, we don't get censored. When we tell you that uh, there's a lot of things that happen with COVID, we don't get our stories buried because they have these little bots that troll through and pick up on keywords. When we tell you that a person pretending to be a man is actually a woman. Um, we don't get censored because of that. And it's a beautiful thing, free speech. And we've, uh, we've, you can get that at theblaze.com. Normally on Thursdays, we get off the rails. Today, I want to stay on the rails a little bit because we have, I think I, I, think I speak for all of you when I remind you and say, there's an important election coming up. And 2024 is fast approaching. Uh, what's going to happen? We don't know. But there's so many things going on on a global scale. But I'm concerned with this country. I'm concerned with what's happening here in America, but I'm specifically concerned with what I consider to be the center of the universe, and that is the great state of Texas, the Republic of Texas. The, the, not only the greatest state, I think it's the greatest country in the world. And uh, I want to uh, spend a little time talking with my friend Julie Clark. Julie, mm -hmm. you're running for Congress. You're running for Congress. <laughs> I know, crazy, right? You got to be. <laughs> Right. You got to be. But mm -hmm. I like that. You know, mm -hmm. I wrote a book a couple of years ago called Am I Crazy? Mm -hmm. I, I think the world needs a certain level of uh, of insanity out mm -hmm. there. That's what makes people the world change world changers. And I have publicly endorsed you and will continue to do so. I think you're the right candidate for the job. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, you know, you are looking to unseat and replace Tony Gonzalez. Right. For those of you who don't know, Tony just made the news again mm -hmm. by... Um, choosing to uh go the more democrat route in the speaker of the uh, in, in the speaker of the house vote last mm -hmm. week and i think he's somebody that needs to be replaced mm -hmm. we've got some major issues going on where'd you come from tell me a little bit about your background first of all before we get into the the crazy why of why you're doing it okay well um first let me just say thank you for this opportunity sure. and thank you for the endorsement we truly um appreciate your support in this race as well um i know that um, you've done a lot for the state of texas as well with not only with your own race but what you continue to do after your race to educate the thank people you. so thank you um so i am a born and raised texan i am not a politician and i never thought that i would be in this position right now to run for any elected official position mm -hmm. um, I am married I have um, three kids and um, just your average Texan conservative that works hard for a living um, you know 
took care of my kids. We go to church and went to sports and come home and, you know, cook dinner and all of that. What normal conservatives who are hardworking do and they show up to vote at the polls when it's time to vote. And um, I was really floored four years ago with what I saw happen in this country. And to me, it felt like it was like a flip overnight. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe those that were more political maybe saw this coming, but I truly didn't. And I would come home from work and I would see the news and I would get furious about what was happening um, to this country and decided that I needed to get involved. And I was a medical device rep for 30 years and decided to um, run for an election in my own county as I got involved and saw the corruption in my own county Mm -hmm. and said, I can't stop now. People need to be held accountable. There needs to be transparency. We need to bring integrity and character back to elected official positions because they work for the people. And that's truly, I think, what the elected officials or politicians have forgotten. And I think it's time for those who are patriots that are willing to stand up and fight need to bring this back to the people. And that's why I'm in this fight. Well, you said something. It's a mouthful when you say it. And I think it goes in one ear and out the other with a lot of people who hear it. And you said, I'm not a politician. Mm -hmm. I'm sick of politicians. Mm -hmm. And when you say that, what, what does that mean to you? When you say I'm not a politician. Well, I think it means a lot of different things. And maybe it means something different to other people. Um, I love this country. I love our Constitution. Mm -hmm. I love our freedoms. And so if you want to kind of put the three things around what I stand for, and that's faith, family, and freedoms. And that's why... I'm in this race and that's why I will continue to fight. I'm not bought and paid for by anybody because I represent the people. And um, I think that's really what separates patriots over politicians. And I always say that, support patriots over politicians if we wanna take this country back. You know, I I see the trolls on the internet and I don't wanna read the comments, but I do. You know, mm-hmm. I, I see what people are saying because I try to see where people are coming from. And But you see the bots and they say, well, that's such an overused word, patriot. Right. What does that mean anymore? You guys aren't patriots. Y'all are. Mm-hmm. You know, they lump us into this one big crowd. If you dare to be conservative or have a conservative value, well, you're just one of these MAGA insurrectionists, right? You, right. Again, with them, they don't care. There's no there's there's no delineation. It's just all they're lumped y'all. They villainized all of us. Right. But you're a bulldog. I mean, you, you're you're a fighter, mm-hmm. and and I like that about you because you know I, I've talked with some other folks out there, and um, people are like you know well, Chad, why don't you endorse me? Why don't, why don't and I was like, well, I don't know that my endorsement carries that much weight. I just mm-hmm. I just know that some of these people, every time I turn around, they're running for something else. Mm-hmm. You know, and when somebody like you that just has a vested interest in being a citizen patriot mm-hmm. and wants to see that freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only maintained but restored because we've lost a lot of it you know right and and you talk about you know faith and freedoms and uh, let's talk a little bit about what do you think we've lost at this stage in the game i mean do you even trust the elections anymore um well you know that's a great question and we've we've lost a lot and it's going to be hard to get back to where we were even you know three years ago Mm -hmm. and so um 
one of the things that I didn't mention earlier is that when I decided to get involved and I was elected as the Medina County Republican chair, um, that was a fight in itself because Mm -hmm. the corrupt people in my county um, knew that I didn't go along with their story and their narrative. And they really came to me and they said, Julie, shut up and go with the flow and you can be county chair as long as you want. And I said, never gonna happen. Yeah. We are here to be transparent. We are sick and tired of the corrupt people, no matter what level, whether it's county level all the way up to your congressman or senator. And we're going to do something about it. And we're going to get true people when you talk about patriots that are here to fight. And so when you look at and I'm just giving you what I look at now when I look at a candidate or we vet a candidate is I don't want someone in the fight today that hasn't been in the fight at least over the last four years Mm -hmm. because the last four years has been one of the biggest fights of our freedom of speech, our religion, uh, mandates. I mean, so many things that you would have never thought in such a short period of time that if they haven't been on the forefront of this fight anywhere, wherever it's the schools, school boards, I mean, there's so many, then I don't want them representing me because they truly are not in this fight to protect the people. When you when you think of, of as, you know running as a as a Republican, running as a conservative, mm-hmm. to you, what what does that mean, being a conservative? Well, you know, it's funny because there's a lot of people talking about the word conservative over Republican. And and I think there is a slight difference between the two. And um, so when I think of conservative, yes, I feel like I'm an old school conservative Texan. Um, If people that have lived in the state of Texas and, you know, older my age, they kind of know we're old school kind of where we look at faith and families and the family unit and having dinner with your kids and you know bringing that value back and I think um, when you look at conservatives you're looking at truly you know the foundation of this country and our freedoms and what we have fought for to be free today with our veterans and I think really that's what separates the Republicans because to me, it's truly hard. Yes, I'm a Republican and I support the platforms and our values that we stand for. But unfortunately, we've had a lot of infiltrators into the Republican Party Crazy, that right? truly are yeah. not Republicans. or they're, So there wouldn't be a conservative, if that makes sense, where you kind of yeah. draw the line between the difference. There's an R by their name. There's but an that, R by yeah, their name. It should but stand for rhino. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, I think that's what separates people now from a Republican, from a conservative. And so you really have to make that. And so we get a lot of people saying that, you know, why is there so much infighting in the Republican mm-hmm. Party? Well, you know what? We're not infighting. We're just trying to get those infiltrators out of our party and put them back where they belong on the other side of the table and be be able to stand behind our values. And I see I think that's really where the difference and the separation is between the two. It's like, uh, you know, Tony Gonzalez. Like, I'm not on that guy's team. Mm -hmm. Like, like I'm not we're not infighting. Mm -hmm. I'm not in with him. Right. I I don't I don't see where his values align with what I value. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who's the guy in Nebraska? Uh, that became the, the blowhard here. Uh, gosh, what's his name? No. Um, anyway, representative from Nebraska. He just he was the one who came out and said, I'm un- immovable. I'm not going to vote on this bacon. thing. Yeah, Bacon. Mm-hmm. Don Bacon. Yep. Uh, the uh, I'm not on the same team with that guy. No. I mean, he's out for himself. He is. 
And I, I and I'm not I don't you know I see stuff like that. I'm like that's not infighting. Right. We we have a problem. We do. We've got we've seen the enemy and he is us. Mm-hmm. You know, he is. And let me tell you, so in this race for District 23 and for those that don't know what Congressional District 23 looks like, um, it starts as a piece of San Antonio down to Del Rio and across to El Paso. It's a big hunk of land. It is big. It's got 823 miles of border and 29 counties in this district. And to put that in perspective, there's 1221 miles, if I'm not mistaken, of Mm -hmm. of southern border with Mexico. Yes. You're 800 and how many? 23 miles. So, So. So let's say mm-hmm. you're you're two thirds of it. Right. Yeah. You're almost three quarter. You're three quarters of that, basically. Right. And I am the only candidate in this race that has been elected by the people. Yeah. And did exactly what I was elected to do. And I know earlier when you asked a question, I didn't answer you about our elections and um, oh, yeah, our yeah, school yeah, board yeah. and all of that. And so when I ran for county chair, I honestly had never worked an election in my life. I didn't even know truly election laws. And there's, you know, there's a lot that goes behind a county chair. I didn't realize there's all the responsibilities. And yeah. this is a key position and people need to understand and they need to pay attention on who your county chair is and who your precinct chairs are. They're both elected positions Mm -hmm. and they owe a responsibility to the people that elected them, even at the county level, the county precinct level. And so, but I was elected and I won by a landslide, which I told you that, you know, my county said, Mm -hmm. shut up, you know, and they put an opponent against me from New York who had never been to a GOP meeting before. Yes. What is wrong with people in Texas? I know. <laughs> right. Right. Get a rope. I, you know, right. So <laughs> so we had to campaign hard for this race. And people yeah. may not know either that the county chair is the only elected position that is a volunteer position. So although you're elected, you are not paid for this position. And they are one of the hardest working positions, elected officials with doing the elections, yeah, vetting right. candidates and, you know, really rallying your your group and your county to show up and vote for people who need to win elections. And um, so when you look at that, yes, I can tell you election law inside and out. We ran our elections and we had some issues in Medina County, which I can talk about. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we have issues with elections uh, across the country, not yeah. just in the state of Texas. And um I held our elected officials accountable to hold our platform and represent the people that elected them. And so when you talk about Tony Gonzalez, he was censored uh, by the Republican Party of Texas. Some know that, some don't know that. And um, I actually wrote that censor that passed in Medina County Mm. along with my CEC. 21 counties supported that censor, 16 in District 23, which is more than half of his district Mm. voted to censor him. Wow. Yes. That's a heck of a track record for him. It All is. Right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm going to do an ad read here and um, talk about a sponsor. And I want to talk a little bit about why specifically this position for you, why why, why everybody in America needs to care okay. about this. And Perfect. we're going to talk about the border. And, and it's scary. All okay. right. Uh, guys, I've told you over and over again, you got to clean your guns. Get I did it again this week. I, I can't. It's like me, my meditation at this point. I just pull the guns out, start cleaning them. No, seriously, it is a major responsibility of being a gun owner. You got to clean your guns. It's a dirty job, but you got to do it. The patches are messy. The uh, rope cleaning elements like the boar snake, they got that two color pattern. It hides the dirt when it comes through the barrel. That's not good enough. I have found a better solution in Barrel Buddy. 
Barrel Buddy compresses to fill the interior of your gun's barrel, making sure to clean the rifling grooves. It comes in seven different sizes, which will match any caliber firearm you own. And Barrel Buddy is composed of polymers that don't leave behind residual particles, so it's safer as well. It's an amazing concept. It cleans by scrubbing, collecting particulates. Then it absorbs any remaining residue and buffs the interior surface clean. You can even lubricate your firearm while you're cleaning it. So, cleaning your guns is a, is a really important part of being a responsible gun owner. And Barrel Buddy is a new concept. It's a better concept. It's a safer concept. And it's a great way to take care of your firearms. So I want you to get some, and you're going to love them. Go to BarrelBuddy.com. That's BarrelBuddy.com. We'll be right back. All right. We're sitting here with Julie Clark. Julie is running. You're running for Congress. (laughs) Running, yes. You know the thing that frustrates me? It frustrated me when I was running uh, for governor here in the in the uh, primary election in texas is how many people are so passionate about politics and they don't understand the primary process right i mean, I mean you you you're a republican mm-hmm. you're trying to unseat a republican right you got to go through a primary process you do and people don't show up for that they don't and they don't know they have to show up for that mm-hmm. i have people that will still see me to this day they'll come to a live show or whatever and they'll say why weren't you on the ballot i thought you were running for governor it's like mm-hmm. you didn't show up and vote in the primary <laughs> right yeah i was there and they're mm-hmm. like well we didn't see you on the ballot well that you immediately just told me you didn't vote in the primary right you know uh so i say all that to tell people register to vote do it take somebody with you to the to the polling place. make sure people know to vote in the primary. Um, 800 and how many miles on the border? 800? 823 miles of border in this district. It's a long the, walk. It's the largest district, <laughs> largest border district of the United States. Yeah. Yes. We know now, I mean, just ask Mayor Eric Adams in New York City mm-hmm. how much it matters but with, this, with this open border. It's not even porous. It's open. Right. Ask him. Ask, ask Chicago. Mm-hmm. Ask all of these major quote sanctuary cities denver who is now handing out pamphlets at the at the border saying don't go to denver no you wanted to be a sanctuary city right send them wherever these people wanted them mm-hmm. uh we're all feeling the effects of that mm-hmm. how bad is it where you live well um i live an hour and a half from the border mm-hmm. and um you know i think everybody knows that every county in the state of texas is a border county but i mean obviously they're coming through everybody's coming through our counties um versus every other county in the state of texas but you know yes we've we've got a major issue and we've got a lot of issues um across the board with the administration um you know mayorkas our congressman who has done everything outside of securing the border um, and that was part of the reason he was censored he was censored because he's voted against a wall he's voted for every bill against securing um, the state of texas in our borders um, he has voted to take our guns away he has voted for more processing center and that's just a start he's also voted for january 6th i mean if you're interested in reading the censure that passed on tony gonzalez you know you can reach out to us it's a public document you need to read it he was the only republican in the united states to vote against the kevin mccarthy when he was running for speaker rules changes mm-hmm. and so we continue to have bad representation um, but where this affects everybody in this seat affects everyone is because we have such a large border area and so this 
everyone in the country should be worried about who is in this seat in District 23 because it affects them. Um, we went to the border last weekend to do an event. I mean, we go to the border all the time, but this, we were just really trying to bring some more awareness about what was happening. And we went to Eagle Pass. And um, for those that haven't been to Eagle Pass, there is, you know, the water that's right there on the border. Mm -hmm. You've got Mexico on one side, you've got Eagle Pass on the other side. And it was probably about 10 a.m. in the morning. And by the time we got there, there was already um, a whole row of young military age men that were sitting on this side of the barbed wire um, waiting to be led into this country. Yeah. And when Border Patrol showed up and DPS, um, they saw that we were filming. So they decided they were actually gonna cut the barbed wire to let them across and decided to just slightly go down the border out of sight, but they didn't realize that they were still inside of the camera. And if you go to our page, you can actually watch it live as we filmed it, that they cut the wire to let all of these young military age men across our border. And so what happens after that? They are loaded up on a bus. They are taken to a processing center where they are fill out a, a number of things. And one is they start getting social security. Mm. And the last question that they are asked is if they would like to register to vote in the United States of America. And from there, they are transported anywhere in this country that they want to go for room and board. And um, we continually have um, high speed chases. We've got trafficking, child trafficking. Um, everyone that comes across the border is paid by the cartel. Mm. They owe a debt to the cartel. So don't think that they are just happily coming across this border into this country. They now have yeah. a target on their head where they owe and they are gonna have to find some means to pay back the cartel. I mean, the cartel now are military um, grade weapons that they use. Yeah. So right now, we just can't send DPS down there. We just can't use Border Patrol. We are past that point now if we're gonna protect this country. We need to deploy <laughs> our military down there. There's a lot of different things that we need to do. Um, I truly believe we need to shut down the NGOs and our processing center and put our Border Patrol back where they belong and that's on the mm -hmm. border protecting this country. Yeah, the, you know, the head of Border Patrol said that in the first two weeks of fiscal year 2024, which, of course, the first two weeks of October, mm -hmm. uh, 18,500 gotaways. Mm -hmm. um, that's just in two weeks. Yeah. Um, we've we've got in the last 20 years, 453,000 Iranians and Iraqis in this country. Um, we're, we're we've had, you know, three point. It depends on whose estimates you look at at least three point two million border encounters in the last two years. Right. You know, since Biden was in office, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, the, it just keeps getting worse and worse. The hits keep on coming. I mean, Mexicans are not the majority that are coming across the border anymore. No. And I will tell you, you know, uh, uh, Joe Frank Martinez, a sheriff down there in Del Rio, in you know, he's told me, he's like, listen, I didn't vote for Donald Trump, but he had this thing under control. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. The right legislature, the right legislator in the right place, such as yourself, mm -hmm. with the power to do something, can can turn the tide on this. And I think so, too. I mean, it's not difficult to secure our border. We just need to get the people behind it to make it happen. Again, Tony Gonzalez does not support impeaching anyone in the Biden administration mm -hmm. along with Mayorkas as well. And obviously Mayorkas needs to go because he's not doing the job that he's in there, but nobody right. in the Biden administration is doing their job. 
So, I mean, we we continue to have a lot of issues on the border with our high-speed traces. We've got, you know, the drug. We've got fentanyl issues. Um, over the last year, um, from 2022 to 2023, there were over 100,000 fentanyl deaths. And people don't realize that these people who are dying from fentanyl, it does not take mm, much no. to make that happen. And people need to be educated. We need to make sure that we get this drug off of the street yeah. and it's killing innocent, young innocent people that, you know, this goes back to the Biden administration and they're the ones who are responsible for these deaths. Oh, come on. It's not Joe's fault. <laughs> right. It's not, it's, it's, you know, it's not, it's not Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not Austin, Texas. Hey, listen, you know, Texas is in a lot of trouble in a lot of ways it is yes um we we're you know you talked earlier about the old school conservative values that's really the only thing that's our lifeline that's the only thing keeping us afloat as a red state if you even want to call it that anymore we're we're deeply purple at right. this point mm-hmm. we've got a lot of blueberries in the chili i've always said you know with these big cities <laughs> right. and not to mention the illegals that are coming across mm-hmm. um a Julie Clark initiative. You get elected. You you've got the power to do something about it. What are what are some of the first things you want to do? Well, um, obviously, we need to put together some legislation to secure our border. Mm-hmm. Um, Chip Roy has done a great job with a lot of legislation that he has submitted as well. Um, I talk to his office on a regular basis, and I feel like that we would have a really great working relationship. And it's interesting that he doesn't even have any border territory in his district, but yet he continues to be the leader in submitting border legislation. It. He does gets it. You know, the last and, time I talked to Chip, I said, I said, are, are mm-hmm. we, what do we doing that he said you're just you're just you're just we're just getting started right and i said man i I want you to have some help yeah because he's not getting it from a guy like tony gonzalez no he's not and um you know where you really see me in congress is i would fit in with the freedom caucus group Mm -hmm. and i truly love what they do for this country and we need to build that coalition in washington dc and again take our texas values back to washington not our washington values back here to the state of texas and so not only do we need to secure the border but we need to drill and we need to start being energy mm-hmm. efficient again. And that is a big plus and a benefit for the state of Texas as well. We need to get our military back where they belong. We cannot protect this country if we don't have a strong military yeah. um, that actually uses fossil fuel to protect this country. Mm. And so, I mean, those are, I think, the, the highlights of things that need to happen ASAP. But yes, we've got election issues. We're never going to win an election again if we don't take care of what we're experiencing, not only in the 20 20 election, but nothing has even changed. Nothing has even changed in the state of Texas. I mean, yes, what it was a it was a felony, and then it wasn't a felony, and now it's a felony, <laughs> felony again. again. I mean, what? I mean, really, where where is it all? But the thing is, is even when I ran the election in Medina County and found out that they don't know election law, they don't follow election laws. Yeah. It's about educating the people, following through on the election fraud that's already happened. Um, It's interesting, I was doing a a call with a big donor out of Houston, Mm -hmm. and um, he's well known and he's very um, loud and boisterous. I'm not gonna say his name just because I don't wanna put it out there, but um, he is working the election fraud from the 2022 election still, you know, the big election fraud that happened. And I said, I got him on the phone and I didn't know he was doing it, but he brought it to my attention. And he said, you know, the GOP is not involved anymore. The secretary of state has now left. He says, I spent four 
million dollars of my own money to continue to uncover this election fraud in Harris County. Mm-hmm. And he said, and I guess that you want me to contribute to your campaign. And I said, you know what? Actually, (laughs) I've changed my mind because what you're doing is more beneficial to this state than giving me money. I mean, Mm. yes, we want to win and we feel like we can still win, but you know, I earned his support because of that, because we shouldn't have private citizens out there fighting the state of Texas election fraud. This is something that the state should be doing and they should be willing to do to protect the people's votes. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm proud of what you're doing. I'm mm-hmm. thankful that you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a valuable voice. It's a strong voice, and I, I know your priorities. And that's why I wholeheartedly in, endorse Julie Clark uh, for Congress. And uh, where can people find you? So we're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and it's Julie Clark TX. Um, mm-hmm. Our Julie Clark candidate for. Um, CD 23. You can go to our website at Clark for Congress. You can read all about me. Mm -hmm. You can see all of our endorsements. We have over 30 endorsements. So we're really proud about the momentum and where we're at in this campaign. We feel like we are going to win this race. We are leading in fundraising, but we still need donations. So we would love and every dollar matters. You know that. Well, What I've told people, you know, everywhere I go, people say, are you going to run again? I said, listen, there's not enough money you guys don't understand. When when the powers that be decide on who which candidate they want in there to be permanent Washington or permanent Austin right. or whatever the election may be, mm-hmm. it's a black hole of money. That's yeah. why they keep winning. Right. And, and, and you, it's sad. You, can't, you can't raise enough money. Yeah. It's always a need. You do. And I know even as county chair, I used to preach the opposite because we need to educate people. And you think that if they're educated, you don't need the money because they're going to show up and vote for the right people who have the right intentions for the American people. But for some reason, that just doesn't happen. You have to have the money to reach all of the voters. So you can go to ClarkForCongress.com, $5, $10. You know, we love the max as well. We get a lot of 1776 donations. So if you feel the drive because, you know, we're really the patriots that are in this race right Right. now. I love it. Um, We have a campaign shirt. Do you mind if I show it real fast? Show it, so please. this is our um, campaign shirt, and um, you can see if you've seen it right rhino here. Rhino hunting permit. Yeah. So I am known as the Texas <laughs> Rhino Hunter, and we are getting ready to start our Unleashing the Texas Rhino tour. But yeah. if you donate to our campaign, um, we will send you a T-shirt That's as well. Great. So it has it. to be twenty-five dollars or more. And once you do that donation, we'll reach out with an email and ask you for your size yeah. and address and all of that. So please donate. Grab a shirt as well to support us and i can tell you when she gets up there she won't be talking to her staff like sheila jackson lee she won't be cussing them out you see that, that i did crazy? see that insane. i know but this doesn't surprise you doesn't right su- not a bit yeah people are insane i know and we keep giving them put them in places of power yeah thank you thank you for coming on well thank and you for ab- absolutely yeah i appreciate it and we'll keep on we we'll keep on talking safe travels i know you're headed back to the border yes tomorrow so yeah safe travels praying for you all right this episode this segment brought to you by uh, betdsi.com i uh this is no endorsement for julie clark either bet dsi <laughs> I, I don't think she's running on betting on the nfl but i am <laughs> uh, 
BetDSI.com. The NFL is back. It is in and it is in full swing. Uh, you want to bet? Want to make extra money? You have fun with it? Uh, right now, this audience gets 120% bonus match on your first deposit. That's double your money with promo code CHAD120. Bet on the NFL, the NBA, MMA. You can even bet on politics. You can probably bet if Julie Clark's going to win this thing. <laughs> That's right. That's a great bet, actually. <laughs> right. Play, win, get paid. If you want the opportunity to win big, uh, go to betdsi.com. Use promo code CHAD120. You can bet on the 2024 elections. Uh, they have been the industry leader for over a decade. I'm happy to have them on the show. That's betdsi.com, promo code CHAD120. Remember to bet responsibly. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back. Um, well, I say welcome back. We're, we're taping this thing all out of place here. You know, we had, uh, a, a thank you, Julie Clark. Uh, we taped that on Tuesday. Now we're taping this on Wednesday, and you're watching this on Thursday. So you got all that straight? Got all that straight? And to be clear, we got all the ad reads done for the show, right? Yep, we're good. Okay, we're good. clear. So uh, since this is Wednesday, uh, right now in this moment, we're, we're like going back to the future here. Uh, Mike Johnson has won the speakership in the uh, in Congress, so I have really high hopes for this guy. And I think, um, you know, I think people need to be reminded. And you know, talking to Julie Clark, she's running for Congress, and it, 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 we look at that, we say, "Oh man, it's such a broken up, messed up system." But the back and forth and the disagreeing—that's the way it's actually supposed to be. See, we've got this weird idea that everybody's supposed to be one big unified, same-brained kind of way of thinking, and it's not. That's not what our founding fathers, that's not how they operated. It's not how America's ever operated. The left would have you believe that, that that's the way it's, everybody's supposed to move lock, stock, and barrel. So that's the what they've done because they've consistently and continually uh, voted for Hakeem Jeffries. Like every one of them just keeps voting for Hakeem Jeffries because, again, they circle the wagons. That's what they do. Now, I'm not excusing the GOP. The GOP is in shambles. I think they're one of the biggest problems we have with this country right now. The biggest problem, in my opinion, is that they make these decisions that that have cataclysmic results and consequential change, but they don't have anything to follow up on those decisions. So they didn't have a speaker lined up when they got rid of Kevin McCarthy. It's just like when Trump got elected, they didn't have a solution for getting rid of Obamacare, what they were going to replace that void with. They just never seem to have a solution in place. And that's the problem I have. So it, it, it puts us in chaos with that whole thing. So congratulations, Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. I'm happy that that's happening. I think he's a good man. I think he's a godly man. I think he's a man of values. Um, I always hesitate to say things like that because you might end up eating your words. But um, I know he's, um, you know, he called, he's the guy that called for the arrest of Nancy Pelosi for when she tore up the State of the Union address. Um, believe it or not, her actions are criminal. <laughs> it's so, uh, most people don't realize that, but I, I appreciate a guy who knows enough and has the wherewithal to say it um and and push back on some things but i think he's, he's a person who has the right value system and so we'll see where that goes and um there's there's no mistakes folks there's no mistakes um uh gosh 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 and let me just also say let me kind of debrief you on our tuesday conversation with riaz patel you know some of you some of you most of you understood what we were trying to do but i, I want to remind you just because we have someone on the program 
and that's any program, whether it's Glenn Beck or, or any of the hosts on here, just because we have them on, we don't necessarily agree with their views. And it's not our way of telling you to believe everything that they're trying to say. See, we've gotten into this weird vacuum, like this weird echo chamber of thinking that, oh, I like to watch this show and a person that's on there, that must be the views that are being expressed by the show as well. It's not. That's what a debate is. We literally had him on in order for us to disagree with one another, but to be able to demonstrate with you how you can have a civil conversation even with somebody that you disagree with. And I think we demonstrated that quite effectively. It was not my goal, and it wasn't his goal for us to come on here and cut each other's throats. That's not productive in any way. Now, again, to be fair, you're not privy to the private conversations he and I have over the phone or text message or between breaks or, you know, in a dressing room somewhere because we disagree on things quite often, quite frequently, in most things. You know, I, I again... I, I do not believe that you can be a gay Muslim. That's an oxymoron. Uh, you, you just can't. Now, you can be a Muslim in name only, which, as I've said to him, that's what you are. You're not a Muslim in practice. You've created this whole uh, Muslim subgenre that really doesn't exist. It has no basis in the Quran or any of the teachings of Muhammad or the teachings of Islam. Nothing like that. You've just created this thing because, again, if you'll pay attention to the conversation that we had, so much of what he had to say was about the way he feels about things. Now, he would probably say that's an unfair assessment. He's not here to defend himself, but it's my show and it's my banner and my name on the front of it. And I'll say whatever the hell I want to say. Uh, but I, you know, I, I watched it when you watched it and, and listening back to it, it was so much. Well, I just feel that uh, it doesn't matter what you feel. As I said to him quite clearly on the show, dude, they don't. The, the people of Hamas would throw you off of a building. They would kill you immediately. Um, and, and again, I don't care how many Muslims, you know, in Beverly Hills or Southern California. That's a very that's a wor- literally a world away both geographically, politically, philosophically, ideologically, from what's going on in the Middle East. Um, Americanized Muslims, they want them dead too. As far as they're concerned, they're infidels. And I stated that quite clearly on the show. So I don't want you guys getting lost. I want you to think critically. Occasionally when we have guests on here, you know, there were people on here saying, oh, I remember when this show used to be about comedy. This, This show has never really been about comedy. You know, there's other shows that I think you quite specifically can go watch in order to laugh. And yeah, we say a lot of smart ass things around here to maybe get you to chuckle and smile. Um, But my goal at the end of the day is to get you to think. Now, if that's not entertaining, okay, that's fine. I I try to make what the stuff that comes out of my mouth entertaining in a way. But when you're on the verge of World War Three and you got warships from China in the Middle East and you got a moron who is a puppet in the White House and we can't afford anything in our country anymore. You can't even get a house mortgage without, you know, paying, you know, 35 percent of your annual income. It's not real funny anymore. So we could tell jokes. And yeah, I like to laugh along the way. But at the end of the day, the goal of this show is to help you think. I want you to think. So you you, you housewives out there, you moms, you, you, you ladies, and I know you're out there listening with your earbuds in and, and you kind of get turned on by the sound of my voice. I know you do. And you're, you're, you're loading the laundry machine and it's like, 
I'm trusting you ladies out there because men are dumb. Men are dumb. <laughs> men are what's getting us into so much trouble because men with their bravado and their egos and all their crap and their vain pride, their, you know, their prideful vain glory are getting us into this crap. You women, y'all are the neck that turns the head. And I'm trying to put these ideas in your head to think compl with complexity so that you can tell these men how to behave. You control the world, ladies. I don't know if you realize this or not. But you ladies are the ones that are in control. But you're like the Republican Party. You just can't come together. You can't get together because the craziness that is the female, y'all cut each other's throats. <laughs> but I want y'all to think. I want you to think critically. Uh, if anything out there, I want you to, to be able to dive into these conversations. Get out of the echo chamber, folks. See, the, the contradictory nature of so much of, in my opinion, what Riaz was saying was uh, was so reminiscent of what you see broadcast from the college campuses and the protests of the streets when they're filming that stuff and they're interviewing these kids and they have no idea that ideologically the stuff that's coming out of their mouth completely contradicts not only their actions but what's really going on across the globe and that's been true forever because we're all kind of dumb we only know what we know so I wanted you to hear another perspective I think we did that and I want you to tune in to the overtime because we're going to go even deeper Riaz and me. No, we're not advocating for you being gay just because he's gay. Mind, total mind blow. Some of the comments. Um, and, and no, guess what? Uh, unlike uh, radical Islamists, I'm not going to throw gay people off the building either. I'm willing to hear what they have to say. That doesn't mean that I'm going to go out and try to find some guy to scissor with. Okay. Uh, we're not, we're not going to rub, rub booties. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe accidentally, George. Look, you the know? world's going to end soon. We got to keep our options open. You know, man, they might have some button they click. I mean, they just take out all the women. <laughs> Boom, there it is. All of the women become zombies. Bloodthirsty bitches. So it'd sort of be the same. All right, we'll be right back. Hang tight. <laughs> You know what I'd love for y'all to do is if you went over to watchchad.com and um, you bought a ticket to come see me in Tulsa. Next Friday night, uh, we're doing the early show. The early show's selling well. The late shows never do well for me. It's just my folks, they don't do 9.30 and 10 o'clock shows. But if you got a wild hair up your ass, <laughs> come see me in Jesse Payton Friday night, the 10 p.m. show. Uh, the late shows are always the most fun because we're just tired and crazy at that point in time. UFC, man, uh, Dana White, the UFC Ultimate Fighters, they have embraced a partnership with Bud Light. Um, you know, I watched a little bit of Dana White's explanation of what he was trying to blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm proud to announce we're back in business together. There are many reasons why I chose to go with Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light, most importantly because I feel we're very aligned when it comes to our core values and what the UFC brand stands for. Um, he said, I look forward to all of the incredible things we will do in the years ahead. Let, let, me, let, me, let me interpret that for you. Dana can get Bud Light for 25 cents a beer, and he can sell it at his events for 20 to 15, 15 to 20 bucks a beer. Um, so, yes, they do share the same values. Uh, um, there's there's many reasons why I chose to go with Anheuser-Busch. Quite literally tens of millions of reasons. Um, 
the uh, I, I sorry. I mean, I made a decision. I'm not. I'm not about that life. I'm. I'm just not about that life. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know. If somebody wants to parade ten, twenty million dollars in front of my face, maybe I'll consider it. We'll see. Maybe I can be bought. I don't think I can be. I, I think I've had. I think I have a proven track record of not being able to be bought. People have accused me of being a grifter, and they never back that up with anything. Um, and um, but I'm like, I've I've made honest dollars in my life, but it hasn't been by going against my convictions and and you know drinking, selling, advocating, promoting Bud Light for me. Sorry, I, I can do without you. I've discovered over the last year I can do without you. You think you think they'll let Dylan Mulvaney be one of the ringside girls? Yeah, let him let him hold up the posters and just yeah. parade around. You know, oh, it's it's round three. Yeah, he is a woman of the year. I mean, you would think that Dana White would be really quick. Yeah, to toss uh, Dylan up there. Yeah, Dana and Dylan together again. It is going to be fascinating to see them try and spend their way out of the damage they've done to their brand. Uh well, yeah. You talking about Anheuser Busch? Yeah, they're trying. They've been trying. You know, they come out with a commercial that's military. You know, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, I'm sorry, guys. And and, and the, the the amazing thing is the blindness, the the lack of awareness that they that they possess, that they don't understand what it was they did wrong. Yeah. And our thing is, it's not because a person was transgender. And it wasn't because of a beer can. You literally sold out an entire customer base by embracing a value that you know expressly that they said, "Mm -mm, we're against that. We're actually actively fighting against this right now in order to protect our children, the minds and lives of our children. We're trying to protect them from this kind of garbage consistently being thrown at them. And so what are you going to do is you're going to pervade culture with it even more by putting this person... Dylan Mulvaney, who is always saying he's a girl, not a woman, a girl. You're going to put him, uh, you know, as a promotional deal to say thank you for whatever um, on one can. One can was all it took to tell to tell us that the biggest beer brand out there doesn't give a damn about the values of people, the hardworking people out there who are working really hard day in and day out to protect traditional values. You just said, screw y'all, we're going to do whatever we want to do in the name of wokeness and appear like we're, you know, diverse and inclusive and all of these things. And you basically spit in their face. It's what you did. It wasn't about a tranny. It wasn't about that. Nobody's threatened by that dude. It was, it was about a value system and you just spit in their face. And so... You know, I don't watch UFC now. I never have. I'm happy to never watch it again. I could care less. If Dana White wants to do that, that's between him and his conscience. That's his business. I'm all for free market. I'm not going to judge the man for doing it. I just don't have to participate financially in anything, you know, you got going on. And um, listen, if, if, if you know, if Anderson Bean Boots or whoever decides to, you know, take on Bud Light too, watch this. It's gone. I'm out. I'll go barefooted. How about that? I don't, you know, anybody out there, I don't have to support you. It's okay. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm just that guy. It's not a boycott. I just, you don't exist to me anymore. Bud Light, Bud Light was my go-to. I don't drink beer, but if I had a beer, it was always simple. I just say, give me a Bud Light. Rolls off the tongue. Give me one of your water beers. Give me some of your water swill. I'll have two of them and I'm done. Back to the tequila. All right. Hang tight. We'll be right back.
Sarah Gonzalez just texted me. She wanted to know if she's got a clip. She wanted to know if she should post it because it makes her look like a bitch. I was like, it doesn't make you look like a bitch. <laughs> you make you look like a bitch. <laughs> uh, Sarah's like, does this video make me look like a bitch? I was like, yeah. She goes, is this cute enough to post or do people think I'm a bitch? She goes, I am a bitch. I just don't want people thinking it. <laughs> she's going to kill me for reading that. Uh, I'm going to tell her. I got to tell her. I got to tell her that I did it. I love that girl. Uh, but no, anyway, uh, this is the kind of fun stuff we do. Watchchad.com for all the fun stuff is, Hey, you know what? I haven't told you to do in a long, long time. It's a huge favor to me. Go check out my apparel. I, you know, I sell t-shirts. I sell t-shirts and we sell a lot of t-shirts and I haven't promoted it very much lately. Uh, 76forever.com, 76forever.com. Go check out some of the designs over there. And, uh, we're always giving stuff away. So go check that out. 76forever.com. And uh, go see what we got. Hats and, um, you know, shirts, tons of them. So go check it out. And uh, I really appreciate you guys. I got some fun stuff coming, man, as we get closer to the end of the year and into the first of the year. November 17th, go pre-save right now. Go pre-save the new release, I'd Be Jolly 2. It's my new Christmas song. comes out November 17th. You can pre-save it right now. Spotify, Deezer, Apple Music. All right. We love you. God bless you. Overtime tomorrow. We'll see you there. Bye. Thank you.